The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Intuitive Connection, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, and welcome to Intuitive Connection. Today, we're doing a reading again, and I'm pretty excited about this one because this is someone I've connected with in various iterations over the last couple of months. And she has such a beautiful energy. I'm excited to share her with you. And I'm also excited to see what comes through from the guide. So Carrie, welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. So you signed up for an intuitive reading. I know you know a little bit how I work. What would you like to focus on today? So I just want to know more about this patience message that I keep getting from the universe and the impatient part of me wants to know how much longer <laughs> you have to be patient for. <laughs> Beautiful. And can you give me a little more background on what you feel that you're being called to be patient about? So just really in terms of when my own business is really going to take off. Like I see it growing and I see the way things are changing and evolving and getting even better day by day. And I'm very grateful for that. But then I tend to step out of that gratefulness and get into that impatience again every once in a while and be like, okay, but all right, I'm grateful. How much longer? (laughs) Perfection. All right. So here's the first thing that comes through to share. And I think it's really cool because I was on someone else's show earlier this morning and uh, this message came through on that as well. So I love when these things line up. So when we come into human form, right? When we, our little spirits decide to travel on earth, we make an agreement to wear this blindfold, right? And Mm -hmm. to not get all the answers and to kind of feel our way around, you know, with that blindfold on as we find our way. Okay. And as we feel our way around, you know, if we're really, really lucky, we start to get little peeks through the veil and a lot of things become more clear, right? But we're not omniscient. So we never get to see everything all at once. And in fact, we couldn't even see everything all at once because life and everything is in a constant state of flux. So even though your mind would like to have it all figured out, like your spirit can't operate that way. That's not really how things work. Are you with me so far? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, with respect to your particular conundrum, 
one of the things that you have to recognize is life is about figuring things out as you go along and agreeing to cooperate with that process. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's hard. It's hard for most humans, right? And then we get this beautiful you know, intellect thing and the intellect thing thinks it can figure everything out. And it thinks, right. you know, I have the answer. Look over here. I'm going to tell you what to do. But oftentimes it's wrong. It's not hopeful <laughs> because it's not operating on those true principles of the universe that your soul knows, but your small mind will never know because it's, mm-hmm. it's actually constructed not to know that. Yeah, I'm with you. Yep. Okay. <laughs> And so if you look at that kind of, it's a more existential crisis and you apply it to what you're doing right now, what you have to recognize is I think some of your impatience is sort of wanting to see or control the whole plan that's happening on your behalf rather than aligning with it, flowing with it and letting it unfold as it will. Yeah. I keep getting that too, that I need to step more into my feminine and not so much the masculine. (laughs) That's another way of saying it exactly because feminine energy is more receptive and the masculine energy is more active Yeah, and we need them both. But, you know, inspired action is one that comes from that flow. It comes from, you know, receiving and aligning with that higher purpose and higher wisdom. And then we take action that really makes sense more driven action, right? Is where you just feel like I got to do something. I got to do something. I got to do something because I need to control. Yeah. Damn it. (laughs) Yeah. And that actually takes you out of the locus, your proper locus of control, which is in that alignment. And I hope that makes sense. That very much makes sense. It's a little heady. (laughs) No, that makes sense. I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we talked at another time and a message came through for you that's coming through again. And right now, you know, you have kiddos. That's what came up Mm -hmm. when I tuned into your energy and you have a family. And I think part of what you're working through is finding that balance. Yeah. And I sense that there's a part of you that kind of doesn't want to be encumbered by all of those things. Yeah. And that's okay. It makes sense. It's a huge life change. Like, you know, you're a free agent, you're just taking care of you. And then all of a sudden, you know, You get these things that pop out of your body and they're completely dependent on you for a ridiculously long time. Yeah. I'm just about to cut mine loose and they're in their 20s. (laughs) (laughs) And one of them I've got to like push forcibly out of the nest and say, sink or swim, babe. So, and everyone finds that balance differently, but I do feel it's, it's part of the plan that your spirit came here to do. And so you're exactly where you should be in terms of working out that balance. Okay. And you have a lot of ideas, Carrie, about how you think it should be that you've inherited from your mom and also from popular culture. Mm -hmm. But then you also have a bunch of ideas of how you want it to be. And those two things don't always play nicely together and they create a lot of friction, a lot of internal tension, which is also kind of draining your battery. I feel that. Okay. Yeah. So it's like the image I get are two wires that are touching each other that shouldn't be touching each other. And when they go together, it just, the battery dies. Mm -hmm. Okay. So as you get more comfortable in, this is the kind of life I want to have as a mother. And this is the kind of mother that I'd like to be. And this is exactly as much energy as I'd like to devote here, devote there, devote everywhere. And as you start to let go of any sort of guilt or limitations or things that you've been taught that you have to do, you know, and there's a lot of conditioning around selflessness in there and you don't want to be selfless, which I get. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I don't know. You're a lot, lot younger than me, but there was a book when I was a child called The Giving Tree. 
Uh, yeah, we have that book. All yeah. right. Shell Silverstein, right? It's a tree, but the tree yeah. is like, you know, the metaphor for the mother and the tree gives everything to her child until she's just a stump. And then the old man sits on her. And this, you know, was the model of motherhood that I grew up with. And my mother thought this was the most beautiful book. When I became a mother myself, I bought that beautiful book for my children. I read it once and then I threw it against the wall. And I was like, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but like at the end of this process, I do not want to be a stump for you to sit on, right? Like it just didn't resonate. That's so funny that you say that because when I read through it, honestly, I don't even remember if I was reading it to Teddy or JJ or not, or if I was just reading it because I remembered it from my childhood. I pulled it out and I, I remember reading it. It got all the way to the end. I'm like, what was that? Where's the rest of it? <laughs> That's not right. That's really sad. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and if you think about it as a metaphor for Mother Earth, right? Like, you know, again, how we treat, you know, our parent, right? And so right. you don't have to stumpify yourself to be a loving and generous parent. And that's not really what you are being called to do. It's a very male conception of mothering. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? And you are free now to let that go. And I think as you allow yourself to let that go, everything will fall into place. I feel that. I love the look on your face. <laughs> if only this was a video and right? people could see that. It's like she looks like, I don't know, very satisfied. Yeah. And so, but a lot of us have that program running in our head. And therefore, whenever we're not lying down and playing dead and giving everything to our offspring, we think we're doing something wrong. Yeah. Right. And it's about balance. And it's about, you know, you'll know what's enough. And oftentimes too, trust me, when we play the program of the giving tree, then, you know, we're going to raise children and you have boys that are going to like view the world that way, view mother earth that way, view you that way, view potentially their wife that way. So you have an opportunity by flipping the script a little bit to co-create with them and their little souls, like how they want to, you know, do this dance of male, female energies and mothering and fathering and all that good stuff in their lives if they take the assignment. Yeah. So it's actually a gift to them. Yeah. Now, this doesn't mean that you should tell how old are your kids if you don't mind sharing. Four and almost two. It'll be two next month. Yeah. That's what I saw. Really little. Yeah. So your four-year-old and your two-year-old, you know, it's not time for education, like with your words, because right. they're not going to get it. And, you know, they have high needs at this point. And mm -hmm. that's just sort of the name of the game. But it's more about just shifting your orientation. And also when you feel resentful of the fact that all of this is saddled on you, be kind to yourself you know, be aware of this is how our society is structured up into this moment and then do what you do best, Carrie, which is start to look for solutions. Mm -hmm. Look for solutions. Is it hiring a babysitter? Is it a mother's helper? Is it preschool, daycare? I don't, I don't know your situation, a grandparent willing to come in and help, but be open to those solutions. Don't be guilty about those solutions. Recognize that we're changing the script so that we don't have to wait like I did until our kids are all the way out of the nest, even if we're forcibly pushing them to start to like flow into our own energy and our own vibe. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because you don't have time for that. That makes a lot of sense. Cause yeah, I keep wanting to get more structured about my time and, and asking for help so that I can have that time to do the things that I want to do so I can be more present and focused with my kids yes. when we're together. And I yes. keep just I've been thinking of the solutions, but then not implementing them. <laughs> yeah, because I don't think until now you realize you deserved it and a good mom can do that and that it's the right choice for them. Yeah. 
And when you hear me say it, right, your whole body goes, oh, that would be so great. Correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's going to help a lot. I would also say that this period of time while you have young kids is actually not about launching a full-on left-brain masculine career. Okay. And I Mm -hmm. think that this is not because you can't do that. I know lots of people that do that. And I know lots of women. I think I said this when you asked your question on Facebook. I know lots of women, you know, that have careers and nannies, and they'll say, like, I'll have as many babies as you want as long as, you know, I've got a good nanny. And, you know, they have high powered careers and it totally works for them and it totally works for their kids and it's part of their life's plan. And so there's no judgment there. Mm -hmm. We're all different. But for you, I think that this gives you a little bit of a break to start building a business that's based on joy. That's what I want. Yeah. And it's time for you to explore you and just have fun. And because I don't get that you're the primary breadwinner and because I don't get that that's a thing, I'm not saying you can't be profitable. I think that you can. I think you can be self-sustaining, but I think it's time for you to rest a little bit, the left brain you and the masculine you, and just feel into a little bit more about what you're doing again from that more divine feminine perspective. Yeah. And I don't usually use those kind of terminology. So I know it's coming <laughs> through in that way directly for you. So if you think about it and it makes sense, being a mother mm-hmm. is helping you awaken and tap into and use your feminine energy as you see fit. Yeah. Okay. So you're exploring into that. And I see that you've had some past lifetimes, but even also in this lifetime where you had you came up against the wall of you know what it means to be a girl. And there were times when people said, this is what it means to be a girl. And you were like, why? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense. I don't like that. And of course, what society says it means to be a girl is often about limitations. It's about limiting us. And the labels that we put on male and female in that human sense are limits. Let's just mm-hmm. lay it on the table, right? That conditioning limits us. So you can let go of all of that. That's not what I'm talking about. It's about what it means for you carry to be in a female body and to express that female energy. And that's what you're exploring right now as a mother, as a as a woman in this stage of your life. And I think that the more you embrace that, the more you're going to attract people that are going to be working on that along with you. And the more you're going to free yourself up to do it exactly how you want to do it and no other way. I feel that down my spine. It's <laughs> <laughs> always a good sign. Yeah. And so now I think I think this was already a lot, but now as we start to wrap up too, the guys would like to discuss some nuts and bolts of your business and what you're doing. Do you have any like specific questions about how you're doing things? Cause they they have answers. I don't know how how to word my questions. I just like I feel like I know that I'm on the right path, but then there's still that part of me that's like, can someone confirm for me that I'm on the right path? You know, like <laughs> and, and then we go back to the blindfold. Yeah. Right. Yep. Think about it like, you know, I was just talking about this on this other call, but it's an analogy I love to use a lot. I often think about, you know, that Hansel and Gretel, yeah, you know, uh, fairy tale, whatever it is, right? And they they get lost in the woods. I mean, there's a lot of creepiness there. So we'll let all that go. <laughs> but anyway, I often think of, you know, when we heed the call of our soul, we have to be, you know, content with just getting a little information at a time. Mm-hmm. Right. So I often say, like, following the breadcrumbs, right? You follow one at a time. You, you don't know the whole route home, but you just follow one at a time. And I think you need to get comfortable in that space a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You also love to prepare, to plan, to create, to do, to make. Don't stop doing any of that. Have fun with it. 
but also recognize you kind of get hung up sometimes where it's like, well, I want to make something, but it has to be just the right thing. Yeah. And I don't really know how to market it. And I don't know if it's the right thing. And I don't know exactly how to just do it. Have fun. If you create something and it's not exactly right, who cares? You created something and then you'll learn from it. Life is the act of creation. And we learn as we go. And so it's the process, not the product, that's really important. But oftentimes when we settle into the process, we get some really cool products as well on the way because they're just like the little gifts. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? And so for you, just do it. (laughs) Does that resonate? Yeah. Follow through and like completing things has always been like, Issue is, I think, too strong of a word, but like I'm one of those who like I always start something and then I'm like, oh, next shiny thing. But I didn't finish what I started before I moved on to the next thing, you know? <laughs> There's a couple things there that I'm going to tell you. Okay. Some of this is conditioning. Some of it is you get really excited about something, you get everything that you needed to get out of that something, and then you move on to something else. And if that's the case, it's fine. Not everything's mm-hmm. meant to be finished. I have a 70,000 word book that I wrote. Right? True story. You know, that's a lot of words and I spend a lot of time on it. It ain't getting published. (laughs) Right. But I learned so much through the process of writing it. Right. I mean, maybe it's getting published. Who knows what will happen with it? I won't put anything on it. It was a long Mm -hmm. time ago. But what I'm saying is that was a lot of time and effort. I could say, oh, I failed at that. But I, it was a chapter of my life that needed to happen exactly as it needed to happen. And I know I learned and grew a lot from the process. And who knows where I'm going to use those writing skills in my future life. Right. We don't know. So that's one way that you can look at it. The other way is I feel like what shuts you down sometimes, and you'll tell me if I'm wrong, it is needing to get it right, needing to get it perfect. It's like the close is when the evaluation comes. In the beginning, you're just free, having fun, creative exploration. And then as you get to the end, this is where someone's going to come and in your mind, stamp a grade on it. Say if it's the right thing or the wrong (sighs) thing, like evaluate it. And so if you're backing off when you get to that point, then you might want to start pushing through a little bit. Mm -hmm. And just remember everything you're offering up, it's an offering. You see what happens. You offer it up freely. It doesn't matter. There are no grades in life. And some things you offer up, stick. And some things you offer up, go poof. But as long as you enjoy the creation process, it doesn't really matter. And the more you enjoy the creation process and the more you allow yourself to freely create the more you're likely to find and create things that are really, really, you know, lasting and valuable and will actually get you some traction in the long run. But if you focus just on the traction for you, especially, you're going to shut it down. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And again, creative people often get told, oh, you just like every shiny thing and you never complete (laughs) anything. And, you know, I, I would let that go. I would let that go. And I would look instead at like, where, where do I stop in the process and, you know, look back at some of the things that you've half created or any of these ready to go as they are. Right. Mm -hmm. Another way of thinking about it too, and this is really interesting and not something I expected, but, you know, keep all of your projects because sometimes too, we create something and then we put it aside and maybe like 20 years later, you know, I know you're not patient, but (laughs) you know, or six months, who knows, or two weeks. But you never know what you might do with it later. Sometimes you get as far as you can on that project. And then, you know, the inspiration 20 years from now, you're going to be like, I remember I did that thing and now it's time to go. And I know exactly what to do with it. Mm-hmm. So don't consider some things wasted because you haven't completed it now. 
Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> right. And I do feel like you're in an exploring phase. You're in a growth phase. You're in a stretching. I want to get the words right. You're in a stretching of what you believe is possible. And again, it's, yeah. it's hard to create the whole picture when you haven't gotten to the proper energy level to manifest it yet. Stop it. I'm thinking about <laughs> how I look at other people sometimes and a little bit of comparisonitis and probably some jealousy there too, I'm sure, of like where it seems like other people, like they start going down whatever path they're going to go down and they just announce like, hey, I'm doing this thing now. And everybody's like, oh, here, take my money. I'll be your client. And then I'm sitting here like, well, what about me? <laughs> How come I can't do that? <laughs> yeah. And again, everyone has a different path. So comparisonitis is sweet, but not there. I think as you start to work into the home life balance thing, it'll help you a lot more. But I also get that you already have clients and you already have stuff that you're doing. And, you know, so I would focus on what is working rather than where you're lacking. Right. Yeah. Right. And the nice thing about comparison, right? I have a podcast, you have a podcast. So you can look at your numbers, say, your download numbers, wherever they are, and you can Mm -hmm. either feel really good about yourself or really bad about yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And it's a thousand percent a choice, right? I can hear about somebody who got 10,000 downloads in the first three months, and I can hear someone who got their 10,000 downloads in the first five years, Mm -hmm. right? But as long as you're doing what you're here to do, it'll all work out. And of course, sometimes if you start a podcast, this is just an example because it's something we both do. And you know, you can never get more than three listeners, you know, and you've been at it for like a year and a half. Well, you might want to, maybe it's not for you. Mm-hmm. Or maybe those are the exact three listeners that you need. And those right. are the exact three people that are benefiting from what you're doing. And if you're loving doing it and they're loving seeing it, then what the heck is wrong with it? Keep doing it, right? <laughs> You know, so I hope that that helps, but I would focus on what is working, what is bringing you joy, but also recognize too, in that podcasting example, you know, a lot of the people that get the traction right away, not everyone, you know, I'm not limiting anybody and we're all different, but you know, maybe it's a podcast about a popular TV show, or maybe they're a celebrity or, you know, I had one amazing woman, I was on her show and her podcast is amazing and she's amazing. And it just grew. And, you know, she's like, well, it's also my topic, right? It's just mm-hmm. a high traction topic. Right. So, again, you know, as long as what you're doing is bringing you joy, and as long as you're reaching the people that you choose to reach, and as long as you're feeling into that balance, like this is enhancing my life rather than diminishing or draining my battery, mm-hmm. keep doing it. And really, that's all you need to worry about right now. Because you're trying to find that balance and you're really doing this for you. And if it needs to become a big business or a big money maker or a big success, you'll know. Mm-hmm. And it will. But now is the time to just feel into the joy of just doing it. Okay. That resonates a lot. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. And again, <laughs> it's not friends who are listening to this podcast, it's not an either or. And for Carrie, it's just a matter of where she focuses her attention so that she gets out of this experience what her soul wants her to get, which is specific to her, right? And the Mm -hmm. problem with comparison, as you well know, but some of the listeners might not, is that it takes us off of our path. And when we're comparing ourselves to other human beings, it is always apples and oranges because we are all inescapably unique. Mm -hmm. And so the question is, am I where I'm supposed to be for me, right? Right. For what I'm here to do and express. And you can 
get an answer to that question. And sometimes there's tweaking involved, but when we are looking at someone else and comparing ourselves to them, it's usually just an excuse to either knock ourselves down or build ourselves up depending on our preferred way to compare, (laughs) but it's not really giving us any information about ourselves. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yay. All right. Before (laughs) we wrap up, is there anything else that we didn't get to? I feel like I just want to keep you forever. And keep- <laughs> <laughs> I do do sessions. So. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, that just stay with me? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, I think as badly as I'm like, I want more answers. Like, give me more stuff. I'm like, I think. <laughs> you got a lot to chew on. Absolutely. The joy was a big thing for me. Yeah. Like, and I, and I do feel like I'm getting more of that. And I just need to stay focused on it. Yeah. And it's a gift. It's a gift that you have the space in your life to do something just because you love it and it brings you joy. Mm -hmm. And I really think take that gift, explore that gift. Don't worry about what you think you should be doing and look at your conditioning around. Is it okay just to do something for me? And you said something so important in the beginning. And that is if you don't fill your pitcher, you can't poor for the people that are dependent on you. And so it's almost an excuse, not that you need one, (laughs) to really take the time to do what fills you up and feeds you and brings you joy. And you know, there will be a time in your life too when you will connect and hit the ground running. I don't think that this is the time, but I do think that when that time comes, it's almost like a reset because you were that kind of person and now you're in this kind of different space. Mm -hmm. And so it's letting you reset and find a new way of doing things so that when you emerge from the cocoon and start to do things that different way, it will be a very different doing than you have done before. That makes a lot of sense with like, in addition to the patience message that I've been, been getting, I just keep getting told like, sometimes I'll get like the rest card or <laughs> one time my Reiki teacher told me that she's like, they've stopped you. Yeah. It's not even that, <laughs> you know, you're doing things wrong or whatever. It's that you have been stopped for a reason. Like, okay. <laughs> but then that there's that, like we were talking about the masculine and feminine, like there's that masculine side of me. It's like, but I need to keep doing, I need to do so I can show that. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, the entire not the entire planet, but to some extent, the entire planet got a really big reset last year. I don't yeah. know if you if you were part of that pandemic thing in, in here in the US and over most of the world, the shutdown thing. But we all kind of got that opportunity to experience like a little less doing or a little different doing. And for many people, it's going to be a powerful reset. A lot of people are going to go back to doing exactly what they did before. Mm-hmm. But it was an opportunity for all of us, right, to recognize that a lot of our doing is driven behavior and it's not fueled by joy. And it's it's almost like an escape rather than a doing that's inspired by your soul. And that's what you're learning to feel into now. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful thing. And where you are in the stage in your life has given you that opportunity to do it. And it's also given you an opportunity to value yourself and what you're doing in your sometimes not doing. Speaking yeah. parables now, <laughs> right? But you know what I mean? To value yeah. this stage in your life and this place that you're at and to feel into it and to use it as an opportunity and to love the heck out of it because it's beautiful and it's a gift and it's going to take you amazing places. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) And the clients you're getting are just the ones you're supposed to get. And every person you connect with, you already know this, but I'm going to tell you is someone that you need to have on your path. So 
take this time to tune into the magic of life and uh, she will reward you by showing you more. Thank you. (laughs) Very welcome. You are so much fun to work with. All right. So thank you again for doing this. I know, no, no, that there's going to be a lot of people listening to this one that are going to resonate with your story. So I'm just so grateful that you agreed to come on and share with everybody. And um, I am sure our paths will cross again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. And thanks everybody for tuning in. Remember, as I told Carrie, I am always available for one-to-one sessions. Uh, I work with clients all over the world. So check that out on my website. Uh, Keep listening to the podcast. And by all means, if you like what you're hearing, leave us a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast platform of choice. It really, really helps get the word out there. So have a wonderful day, everyone. And namaste. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again and namaste. I'm Laura Worcester, host of the Intuitive Life Podcast. As an intuitive medium and teacher working with the world of spirit, I love to share the peace that comes with the awareness that our departed loved ones are still with us. And I also love to help people explore what it means to live an intuitively led life. Start listening now on mindbodyspirit.fm or wherever you get your podcasts.